and went on a world tour complaining about how they don't want attention. <laughs> Complain about how bad they got it. The richest people on the planet, man. <laughs> oh, was that they're famous for what skill? Oh, no, he was just born to a family. <laughs> She's a failed actress. So she held up a brief. She held up a briefcase in a game show. No, she was on this show Emma's watching now because the writer strike is still going on. You've all forgotten. Uh, uh, we all have. That's right. We're here to remind you on the daily. We've actually <laughs> talked about it more than any show. <laughs> they owe us some funny. residuals or something, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was on Suits. I don't know if you ever saw the show Suits. I was not familiar. I'm, I refuse. It was on years ago, I think. It's kind of an oldie, uh, but a goodie. Emma's rolling through it on the Netflix. She seems to be a huge fan. Uh, I've dipped in from time to time uh, when I'm not busy, and it, it seems a little entertaining. There's some funny uh, characters in it, but um, she's in it, and I have noticed every time she's she's there on the screen, it's Meghan Merkel. There's, you know, she's not an actually talented actress of any type, but... Uh, no, of course not. She's there, and, you know, I, I was just surprised because I didn't... I didn't actually know she was a credible actress, as in had any credits to her resume. <laughs> I, I, wasn't she on the game show? I thought that was her big thing. Yeah, deal or no deal. That's she it. Held the, she held the briefcase or opened it. Okay, nice. Well, that's how she got her her start, right? I mean, everyone's got to start low. J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, her breakthrough hit was being one of the backup dancers on In Living Color. Yeah, good call. Good call. You know, you got to start somewhere, man. And look at Meghan Merkel. She was doing the um, soap opera stuff, I think, and then she was holding the briefcase for that bald dude who's a germaphobe, Howie Mandel or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, what a weird guy. He's a weirdo, man. And then uh, all of a sudden she's on this hit show, Suits. I think it was on, like, Showtime back in the day or HBO, something like that. I refuse to watch it just because of the preview on Netflix where it's, like, the super smart guy. It's all up, yeah, he's the super smart young guy, and, uh, you know, he finagles his way in to the uh, lawyer world. And... That show is what's wrong with this younger generation. <laughs> I know, dude. They I all, know. like, believe they are this, like, yeah. super smart. Dude, totally. Yeah, like, we, we, we grew up with Rain Man. Oh, okay, yeah, there's one retard locked up in a mental institution. It's <laughs> friends with That's Tom Cruise. He, he, he could count all the toothpicks. Great, okay. All right, that guy's special. You know? For sure. Yeah. No, we didn't, well, we didn't um, think we were special. Yeah, or like, I don't know, the high pace, fast talking, city living, you know, all the women are babes, but they're also cunning and smart, and the dudes all are just, you know, animals in the sack, but they're also, you know, crude and rude businessmen. Ugh, it just and... seems so exhausting. I mean, do you even want to live like that? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. Right? No way, man. It doesn't Where's seem the time fun. to sit back, crack open a beer, smoke a bong, and uh, do a two-hour podcast with your brother? That's you right, know? dude. You know, catch a little sun ray action in the backyard for a couple hours and admire your weed plants, right? That's, <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's what, what life's all, all about. <laughs> the little things. You guys are missing out. Oh, no doubt about it. Well, I was not missing out this weekend. I just got back last night from a trip to Vegas. I was there for like 24 hours, man. Oh, wow. It was How crazy. Was it crazy. We caught a red eye. Thank you for the sound effect. That was perfect. Uh, <laughs> early in the morning, hopped aboard a plane. 
and um, <laughs> the window's open, so I was going to have it every uh, 90 seconds. Perfect. So. Yeah, I'll just keep telling stories about airplanes. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. great. <laughs> Work out. <laughs> oh, man, got to the Vegas early morning, man, and uh, picked up by an uh, Uber that was a Tesla, was rolling in style, and mm. we booked a place at the MGM Grand, which was all over the news. Uh, I'm sure I my information's all over the web now, and I'm... I'm screwed financially, but, uh, Wait. you know, we, first I had- Did you to, get the free lap dance? We got free beers when we ate it in line to, um, check in. Oh, nice. Yeah, I thought that was excellent. Free beer while I wait in line, while you guys, uh, <laughs> while my private information spreads all over China. <laughs> Thanks, guys. While they wreck up your credit in China. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right, max out your credit cards. I'm sure it's all going to Ukraine somewhere. Uh, yeah. so yeah, we're waiting in line, free beer, uh, road and style, but either way I had to meet Emma first where she was doing a convention and she was in old Vegas. And I don't know if anyone's familiar with old Vegas. <laughs> it's downtown Vegas. It, it's about 10 minutes past the strip. Um, and it's where the old, you know, the cowboy, that neon giant cowboy sign is. And uh, uh, yeah. it's the famous. It's still there? Oh, it's still there. Yeah, they put this weird rooftop thing over the strip that's just LED lights, and they're showing all sorts of funky, weird stuff on it. And I had to hang out there for about an hour or two and wait around. And so I kind of bopped around, did a little gambling in Old Vegas. Uh, it was fun. Gone are the days of like the dollar slots, man. This Bidenomics is even hitting Old Vegas, baby. It's $10 and up, man. No. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. The cheap gambling days are no more in Vegas. You probably got to go to Reno for that action, I'm guessing. But No more, like, quarter slots? No, man. It was 10 bucks and up for everything. I, I was pretty shocked. I did a little roulette and hung around. I had a good time at the Golden Nugget, a classic stay in the old Vegas. And then we cruised up to our joint at the MGM, got the free beer. Uh, China took all my info. And then... Um, <laughs> I don't know if it, you know, the MGM Grand, second largest hotel in America. Is it really? Third largest in the world, I believe. Wow. It's freaking massive, man. They got these four different wings. And you get on I'm surprised on your... the Saudis don't have us beat on that. Well, I, I didn't say first. <laughs> I yeah, said, you know, I mean, I feel like you know, the Arabs, somebody would have. United Emirates definitely must have number one or number two. I must imagine. I'm just thinking they got to have, like, top five. Yeah, well, MGM Grand is in there. It's a major resort, man. Uh, the pool area, seven pools. Wow. Still no room. Lazy River, yeah. Well, <laughs> so we uh, happened to go on the weekend that was celebrating Mexican heritage and <laughs> Spanish tradition, you know? Yeah. I got to say, I couldn't have asked for a better weekend to be in Vegas. These people know how to party, my man. Oh, uh, yeah. It was a get-down, a Latin get-down, through and through, everywhere you went. Uh, really a great time. The pool scene, incredible. Uh, Emma and I were, you know, we did a lot of walking around. Like, they had this nice central bar. Um, and you can kind of hang out there and then grab a drink and just kind of walk around, maybe dip into one of the seven pools. And amongst the pools, they had this lazy river going around. And uh, along the lazy river, right, there are these, like, 
You know, they got the main cabanas that you could rent out for like five G's if you're uh, filthy rich, you know, and yeah. you get the full service and, you know, all the good stuff. Uh, but they have these mini like bed cabanas that you could purchase for like 300 to 500 bucks, depending on the Jeez. location. Yeah, right. So you get this bed under an umbrella, you get the full service. And we were walking around and we were kind of checking them out, like seeing what, like if it was worth it, what were the nice ones. And we realized, like, these beds going for, like, $500, they're basically positioned all around this lazy river. And when you walk around this lazy river, you realize that it's basically, like, 300 fat whales just floating across this, like, (laughs) dirty, filthy water that's just filled with sunscreen and sweaty fat people (laughs) and spilled beer and, you know, pina colada juice and, like... And it's and they're all just these behemoths, man, just like floating in the water. And you're paying five hundred dollars to sit there on this bed to just stare at fat people float down a lazy river, dude. <laughs> like, I don't think I don't think that's very romantic or really worth the money, man. And it's a uh, Mexican Independence Weekend, so half those fat slobs are wearing their white t-shirts. Yes, yeah, no, a lot of t-shirts in the pool. You nailed it. Yeah, I don't know why they do it. That's it's a like thing. A- it's a thing. I know. I I made note of it. I made a serious mental note. It's so a lot funny. Of t-shirts the white in the t-shirt. pool. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did they all specifically pick a white t-shirt? <laughs> I saw a couple black tees out there. People were kind of mixing it up. You Those know. were the black sheep. <laughs> That's right, dude. Vegas oh, I'm sorry. though. The El Negro sheep. Eh? Sorry, <laughs> how did I say sheep? Oh man, we had a great time though. Uh, we ended up uh, so MGM Grand, like I said, one of the uh, largest uh, in the nation, hotel-wise, you get up the elevator to go to your room, your room, like, 753 down an aisle of, like, 700 rooms, man. Wow. It takes, it's like a mile and a half of a walk just to get to your room from the elevators, dude. <laughs> it's crazy. One of those, like, creepy long corridors with all the doors. Really long, dude, and some parts yeah. are darker than others, and, like, uh, you know... We were commenting to ourselves as the weekend progressed, kind of like, depending on your state of mind and inebriation, that hallway either took an hour to walk or you levitated in 20 seconds to your room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There was no in between. It was, it was the longest walk of your life, or are we seriously here already? How did that happen? I would love to see the, the surveillance videos of the people that never made it. <laughs> Just... Stayed in that hallway their entire trip and then went home. <laughs> well, we were noticing how the way it's designed with the darkness, the AC, you know, it was 100 degrees out there. Uh, you could you could just get lost in your room and, like, never emerge for several days. Yeah. <laughs> Between yeah, the room, room service. service. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're so far bar. away. I mean, you could be so drunk sometimes where you're like, I don't even think I can make it to the elevator. It's not worth it tonight. I'm going to call it a night. <laughs> Try to get wow, to save yourself some money. That's right. We made our way at one point uh, around 1.32 a.m. to uh, New York, New York, just across the street on the strip there from the MGM Grand. Uh, MGM Grand, big, hot, mega casino, a lot of celebrities and wealthy people. Bill Maher was there for the evening, uh, mm. did a bit. Performing? Uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't catch him, but he was there. Uh, we can only assume he was, you know, living large in a penthouse, right? 
Or probably just flew oh, back yeah. home, I imagine. But uh, Bill Maher was there. But all the tables, really expensive, man. You can't, like, uh, gamble anymore in some of these places. You got to go to New York, New York. You get the $15 table, man. man. That's where it's at. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's even... Yeah, that's a lot, man. You're burning through cash at that rate. Well, you just got to bring your set amount of cash that you want to lose and hope that it, you could stretch it for about two, three hours going up, going down, <laughs> and having a good time. And if you do that, you get free drinks at the table. You know, the waitresses walk around, so you don't end up paying the, the 10 bucks plus per beer or whatever it is, you know? And uh, that's what we did. We hung out till they closed down the tables. It was fantastic. Uh, met an interesting fella, a uh, radio guy uh, from Canada. He was there for some convention or something he was a sports radio guy scored his business card nice fella uh eps or ebbs i can't remember but we uh he he sat with us and we uh uh just had a hooting and hollering of a good time at two three in the morning there in the new york new york and And then uh, wow came back the next day huh and then we came back the next day yeah man uh we scheduled the flight later in the afternoon so that way we could get a little recovery action at the poolside before our flight. And so we were able to check the bags at the front and hang out for the day. And uh, we had uh, some extra chips that we got rid of at, at the New York, New York, did some more pool lounging, and then back at it, man, back here, ready to roll. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the life of the, the rich, you know? The rich and the famous, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, you get to just go to Vegas for a day. Hanging out with radio DJs from Canada, right? Sea ah. <laughs> listers, baby. Yeah. Man. Well, it was a good time. Had I've by never all. Been to Vegas. You got to check it out one of these days. Check it out. We'll do a live show from there one uh, one day or another. Uh, but yeah, we were there at the MGM, the place that just happened to be in the news and we got to talk about it since i was there and uh china if you're listening i'd like my information back please thank you all right so let's go <laughs> let's check out what was going on with the cyber tech of the century to that threat against mgm casinos from atlantic city to las vegas it's only intensifying tonight and with atm and gambling screens going dark our reporter today witnessing casino workers paying customers their winnings by hand mola lengi on the casino floor in las vegas tonight Tonight, the hackers that brought down computer systems at MGM properties, from the Borgata in Atlantic City to the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, threatening more attacks if a deal is not reached. The outages frustrating guests at the 13 hotels and casinos along the Strip. Teams of MGM staffers are roaming the casino floor, paying people their cash winnings by hand, since so many of these machines are not paying out of the way that they're supposed to. And there are countless more that aren't even working. This is the scene right now at the Bellagio. Las Vegas native Jacob Orth in the casinos all week. Those first couple of days, it was pretty chaotic. At this point, it's definitely noticeable progress. This, the second major attack on casinos in just days. Caesars now offering identity theft protection to customers in their loyalty program, whose personal information may have been compromised. Uh, the rumor going around town was that Caesars offered up a $31 million payment to the hackers. Oh, yeah, for, yeah. The, it's that ransomware, right? Yes. Like they yeah. locked up all their files. Exactly. So uh, yeah. they dish it out. It cost $1,000 a room at Caesar, so I think they had to pay it up. These organizations do make for very good targets. They are used to hang out in risk-based situations. Cybersecurity experts tell us ransomware attacks are now a real problem, and multi-million dollar ransoms 
are not unusual. It's still unclear tonight what the hackers are demanding from MGM or if they're negotiating, David. It's really quite something. Mola Lenghi again tonight. Thank you, Mola. Mola. Mola, huh? Mola. Right. Man, what happened to, like, Mike and Frank? You know what I'm saying? The names of these... Dinosaurs. <laughs> That's right, dude. Those names are ancient history now, man. <laughs> Mola. All right, Mola. That's, that's what you get now. You get the mole. <laughs> Is this something backwards? Like a lam? Oh, yeah. There's something spiritual going on here. I don't want to question it, though. I'll be uh, a racist bigot, and uh, we don't want to do that, man. Yeah, it's been established. <laughs> I know. But, that's uh, right. Oh, yeah, man. That's crazy. They don't know who did it, huh? I mean, I have to blame the Russians or the Ukraine or uh, China. I don't know. Yeah, probably Ukrainian. It's always Ukrainian, man. The Ukraines, <laughs> they got the, they have the whole network down. Yeah, they're the worst people. Yeah, I know. We all know how you feel about the Ukrainians. <laughs> so that's where I was at. I had the old uh, cyber attack going on. Uh, didn't notice it. Everybody there was having a fantastic time. And if you go to Vegas, typically you're paying cash anyways for most transactions. Yeah, I think this is more about the, uh, like they said, the loyalty members. This is for the elites that go there. Yes, know? yeah. They, I don't, think... they don't care about Frank. <laughs> no, no. They, know, they, from, they... from Colorado. No, not at all. Like, uh, I'm a nobody, and they just took my money, and I left. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. China's not trying to get your information. They don't care. <laughs> well either way uh i did mention that bill maher was there for the evening we tried to squeeze it in with everything else it was just impossible and i didn't really want to spend a lot of money to see bill maher i could just watch his show for free now that he's coming back to the air which was huge news man considering we were uh just earlier talking about the writer strike that nobody wants to talk about and that we've all forgotten uh but here we go he's the scab of the year bill maher Bill Maher becomes the first late-night host to announce he's bringing back his HBO show Real Time amid the ongoing writer's strike. In a statement on social media, Maher said it's been five months and it's time to bring people back to work. He says his staff is struggling and he's not prepared to lose an entire year with employees suffering so much. Maher said Real Time will come back without writers, meaning his monologue and other elements will be cut from the show. For now, the show will focus on the panel discussions with in-studio guests. All it's right. going to be such a better show. Yes, it will be. Definitely be smoother. You're probably. literally getting rid of the shittiest part of your show, your stupid little <laughs> monologue. Where you talk about Trump and the people. We just need the people. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've been saying this for a long time now. Maybe one of the best parts of society over the last five or six months has been none of the Jimmies are out there every late night like just coursing all of this negativity through the veins of the American populace because most people aren't getting their news from CNN or even like reading things like NPR or anything. Most people, they get home from a long day. They finally get to sit their ass on the couch. They flip on the Jimmies on one of the late night shows or Stephen Colbert, and they get their news. Yeah, and yeah, then you're right. This might be the most unifying thing since 9-11, the writer's strike. Yes, I'm telling you, it's the best thing that's ever happened yeah. to us because nobody's going to bed with this, you know, venomous, nasty rhetoric in their minds and then waking up the next morning wanting to share it with people at work the next day.
you know? Keep it going, guys. That's what I'm saying. Or And if they come back, just leave the writers out of it, man. Maybe that'll be even better. You know, we, you guys could just talk about stuff instead of forcing some narrative or some bullshit agenda down our throats. I just don't get how Bill Maher thinks he could come back and not be a scab. Well, like probably... clearly, you probably... You literally, you constantly talk about unions and the Republicans don't like, you know what I mean? They don't like the, the workers. Then here you are. Well, I mean, what is Bill Maher ultimately? He's a businessman and he owns a company. Yeah, and, he's a piece of work. But he's a businessman and he runs a company which is real time and he employs all these people and he probably is sympathetic to the cause of union workers within the writers and all that for up to a certain point until he needs to start cutting checks because he's a businessman. I, I just think you're, you are the most preachiest people out there on TV, right? And then when, whenever push comes to shove, you never actually practice what you preach. <laughs> That's right. You know? Well, I mean, are, is Bill Maher actually, like, a liberal in the new world order sense? But he, he, he constantly talks about it. What does he always talk about? The, the working people and all that. Listen, don't bring your people back to work. Well, how many people are you employing? Would you, would you just save 20 people, 30 people? What about the hundreds, thousands of others? Right? Why don't you use your platform to actually do something? To actually push back against these uh, corporate heads? You won't do it because then you're going to actually lose something. Well, you're a scab. But does Bill Maher disagree with streaming? He's made a fortune off of streaming. In fact, it's the major corporations and wokeism, which is what got him kicked off of network TV in the first place. And then he went and started real time on HBO and signed a massive contract where he str- his show streams. He's a streaming show. And so, you know, he, and he signed a big contract to make money off of that platform before anyone got into it. And so he's smarter than the rest and he's making the money. I don't care, but you, you constantly preach democratic values like unions. I agree. He's a hypocrite. And then now <laughs> you are being the ultimate hypocrite. Yes. You were that guy who, when everything's good, you're just, you're sitting on your high horse, preaching and preaching and preaching, right? The minute it becomes difficult for you to actually practice your so-called values, you cave. Yeah. Yeah. And you're bringing back the show now. It's kind of a waste. They're about to do lockdowns in two months anyway, so you got to do your show from home again, Bill Maher. <laughs> right? You support the liberals, right? Well, they're new. They're going to do... Liberals equals lockdowns. You know, you got to face it at one point or another. Yeah. Well, not according to uh, Eric Swalwell. He was out there preaching that they were the ones opening up the schools and the churches. <laughs> okay. You can live in that fantasy world if you want, Swalwell. And we'll pretend <laughs> not to think about the spy you were banging there for a couple of years. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> this is Bill Maher, man, I, it's it's insane that you're starting your show up again. That is crazy. You are such a hypocrite. You should be out there every day protesting with these people, like you say you really are for them. You know, right? And you know he's probably making money anyways, touring and doing his comedy on the road. So why? What's it to him to have to do the show? And he's got his neat little podcast that he loves doing so much. Yeah, don't tell me you're not making money off that. He's probably making some money, I can assume. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then you're, t- you're saying it's because of the little guy? Go fuck yourself, dude. You're worried about becoming irrelevant. You know what? You're looking at the fact that he- 
it's coming up, man. The primaries are coming up, and then it's election season. You want to be out there. Yeah, good call. He needs to be out there making fun of Trump and talking about yes. Biden and a lot of news to go over, too, with the Hunter Biden stuff, right? I mean, they're yeah. finally reporting it, so Bill Maher can finally talk about it. I can only assume John Stewart's going to come out of the desk one day and talk about the laptops. <laughs> yeah, first week back for Stephen Colbert, John Stewart comes out. Oh, did you guys hear about these Hunter Biden laptops? Oh, hardy har, now we can all talk about it, just like the lab leak. You won't believe it. It wasn't <laughs> Russian disinformation. <laughs> I like how nobody's talking about five former heads of our CIA. Really believe that was Russian disinformation, huh? <laughs> hmm. How stupid are the former heads of our CIA? Yeah, man. Well, uh, that's uh, outrageous. I, are, you, are you saying that there were five heads of the CIA that said it happened or didn't? Don't you remember that letter that Joe Biden, he like, he kept bragging about it. He even said, he even brought it up during the uh, debate. It was a letter signed by 54 former intelligence agents. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's, that said this had all the, all the wow. uh, evidence of Russian disinformation. I totally and, forgot about that. That's so and crazy. It was like, dude, like four or five of the men on that list were former heads of the CIA. Yeah, nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> so, well, as I'm saying, our CIA is either lying to us or they're very stupid. <laughs> That's right. Well, because lying. Mike the Plumber in Chicago knew that shit was real. <laughs> and so, so did Alex Jones. Yeah, well, uh, you know, Alex Jones has been banned from everything, and he will uh, be buried alive upon lawsuit, upon lawsuit, upon lawsuit for the rest oh, of time. Oh, he's not allowed to die. He's got to pay off those. It's going to take him 300 years. They're going to keep him alive just so he could pay off I know, dude. Sandy Hook victims. Billions of dollars to a bunch of uh, crisis actors. Impressive stuff. He always, just pulled he always brings up that FBI agent that he like never even met or talked about or anything, and the guy won $30 million or something in that lawsuit. What? Like That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy that happened to Alex Jones, and then... Was it this year that that happened to him, and then we also imprisoned a bunch of January 6th people who weren't even at January 6th to, like, 20 years in prison? <laughs> yeah. This year will go down in history as the year the Democrats went after their political opponents, man. Full force. Don't, don't worry, don't worry. The DOJ uh, begged judges around the country to go lenient on BLM protesters, even ones <laughs> who burned down <laughs> liquor stores with people inside them. So that should make you feel good. Summer of love 2020. Who could forget? The images from that, those like two or three months, the rioting everywhere, the stuff that was going on in Portland, like Portland was under siege for like 30 days by black and mask clad in like rioters, man. They were, remember, they were like throwing Molokov cocktails at the police station and like. The riots yes. were insane in Portland. It was 30 straight days or whatever of just incredible violence. And we nobody, we can't talk about that. No, we got to talk about the one day where 90% of this crowd was filled with federal agents and 10 dudes uh, from the Proud Boys, they stormed the Capitol. Well, you know what I love is the, uh, you, you haven't really heard anything about that girl that was shot by the cops who was pregnant. Electric. So I did see some of this floating around a bit about a week ago, and then it got buried. We're not doing the say your, her name with this one for some reason. No, it's because Biden's president. <laughs> That's right. But all dude, wow. the activists. The reason you're kind of hearing about it is because the activists are out. They really want this, but 
they can't get the traction in the media because the media doesn't want to touch this. No, 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 no. Thanks. We can't have BLM riots during Biden's administration. Wow. Think about how much worse this this one is way worse than George Floyd. This was a pregnant woman. Yeah, this one was really bad, and I am shocked that it isn't getting the play, but it makes sense. We can't have a Summer of Love Part 2 electric boogaloo during the Biden uh, campaign for 2024. Uh, and then you got the Dude Man podcast talking more about Tyre Nichols than anybody else. Yeah, you know, well, Even though we did spend five minutes laughing about his name. Uh, yes, it's still funny. They named his kid Old tire. English after a, a tire. At some point, you got to do just a little research when you're na- if you're gonna go out there, right? If you're gonna skip naming your kid Mike or Frank, and you're gonna go with the tire, well, you make sure at least you know you did a little research. Like, does this mean something else? They should have a dictionary in the in the rooms where you give birth in the maternity ward. Right. <laughs> before before you give him the name, look it up. Make it sure it's not a word. Tire. It's just so absurd. It's an absurd name, and I feel bad for the guy, but uh, he was beaten to death by an organization of five dudes who worked for the cops in Memphis, and they were all black. There was some crazy, like, mob squad that just went around assaulting uh, gang members. Yes, it's crazy. And that's what was going on. Don't want to talk about that. Can't talk uh, about it. Yeah, no. the chick that the chick that got shot though, that one was kind of weird. I don't know how I feel about it, but I can't believe that nobody's even like there's not one protest. Well, I don't know anything about it to be honest. I mean, I, wasn't it an accident actually? No, she stole liquor from a liquor store. She's pregnant, like six months pregnant. That's great. So, <laughs> good stuff right there. It's a good start to the story. She gets in the car, and she's about to take off, and there's a cop in front of her. And when she takes off, he shoots through the windshield and kills her. That's a rough scene. Probably not a good move over a liquor bottle, right? Considering in L.A. and San Francisco, you can steal $1,000 worth of clothing from any major clothing uh, store, right? B- boutique place, and just walk right out. Depending on the liquor, that's like 20 bottles. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you're right, man. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably stealing something off the cheap shelf, right? Something easy to grab. I can imagine. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the chick got shot. She's pregnant. Her and the kid die. Uh, it was over a stolen bottle of liquor. Now, the question is, and why isn't this getting play, what was the race of the cop? White. Really? Yes, sir. Whoa. Oh yeah man so they are definitely dude are you kidding me like this should be all over every tv everywhere Uh, george floyd was a piece of shit who died because he swallowed fentanyl he was also notorious for holding a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach this was a pregnant woman (laughs) shot in cold blood by a white officer that's really crazy i had no idea that was a Actually, it happened. This one, you could even argue she was surrounded by she was surrounded by white cops pointing guns at her. Of course, she was scared. That's why she drove away. Yikes! This is uh, not a good story uh, for the Biden administration. You're saying they can't really afford to have a summer of love because it would be so destructive, and you wouldn't be able to blame Trump or anything. You you know, and systemic racism because if. The system is racist, and you are running the system, then you are the racist. Yeah, they're already using it for their narrative. Who, who just said it? I think it was our mayor in Chicago. He's like, well, if you look at the statistics, 
everything really started going up around 2020. So they're already blaming Trump for like that's what every the end of his presidency is when everything went to shit. Wow, that's smart, man. You know, they they figured yeah. it all out and then eventually when it comes out that everybody's dying from the vaccine, they'll say, "Hey, that wasn't our operation warp speed. That was his, man. He had his name all over it." See? Plus, if you think about it, people do talk about it around here, like the protest of when they uh, when they raised the bridges and everything. All that was under Trump's administration. So, they, you know, yeah, the Democrats did it to the cities, but. Yeah, good call, but hey, Trump is the law and order man, man. Like, he was the guy who, uh, remember they shot out all those smoke bombs and then they walked over to that Lincoln Memorial thing with the army and everything uh, during the Summer of Love? I'm pretty sure that was the same. Moment yeah, but in he time, he let the cities go to shit. He did. You know? Good call. All, all the threats and everything he made, they were just, they were empty. You know, he were, how many times did he threaten he was going to send in, uh, the the uh, federal officers and stuff like that? And he never actually did. He didn't want to come off as authoritarian. I imagine you know the, there's a bad image with the martial law situation going into effect. And come on, Seattle should have been. They should have sent some he, troops into he, Seattle, he, no doubt. With, when they were firebombing the police station? Yeah, again, Portland was out of control for a month, maybe two months. I distinctly remember that Andy No fella was there yeah. on the ground reporting in real time. I think he even was badly assaulted by Antifa because he was reporting on all the atrocities that they were causing. And, and make no mistake, BLM and Antifa were working side by side to just cause chaos and destruction. That's all they were doing. Sure. There was no other agenda behind their movement. And who were they? Who's funding them? The DNC. I'm sure everything was coming yeah, out of the bank George account Soros. of a Sam Bankman Freed down in the Bahamas. <laughs> right? He's funneling it through Ukraine, uh, through the DNC, back to him in the Bahamas, over to the uh, BLM people down in uh, Seattle and Portland. They can just keep uh, throwing Molokov to- uh, cocktails and burning down liquor stores and police stations. And it wasn't like, even- There were definitely <laughs> situations where he should have said, Listen, you're the mayor of this city. If you're not going to do anything, I have the obligation to protect the citizens of America. Yeah. So if, and I need to set the example to other mayors. We well, can't, I'm not just going to sit here and let you turn your city into, into a hellscape. And then imagine if Trump had done that right away with something like Portland or Seattle. You would have never had Kenosha. Then you would have never had people like Kyle Rittenhouse going out to take arms and defend their cities. Exactly. I mean, that was a really weird consensus amongst the Democratic leaders that we were just going to allow these people to protest. It was actually a, a good thing for these riots to take place. That's right. And then three, and then three years later, we're 1,600 cops short. Why doesn't anybody want to be a cop? <laughs> yeah, considering uh, we just sentenced the dude who was just crowd pushing, like he was just holding back uh, the crowd during Tao, George Tao, Floyd. Tao, say his name. Tao, Tao. Tao, Tao. Say, yes, dude. Goes to prison for how long because he was just standing there? Oh, too long. Whatever. Uh, one day is too long. Any sentence I, I was wrong. Believe. Yes, man. Uh, poor Tao, Tao. Just doing that was crowd the management. victim of 2020 right there. Yes, Tao, Tao. dude. Yes. All the cops during that George Floyd with the exception of Chauvin, I guess, because, you know, let's be fair, he did 
do the choke hold and the knee down, whatever. Oh, it was. God, his knee wasn't even at his fucking. I don't care, whack, dude. I, I know. It's I'm so willing to concede him. You're right, though. I will give you show. I give you we'll, the dude who did it, but the other we'll cops. What a tragedy behind all this is the way you indicted all these other cops who didn't do anything and had nothing to do with this fat idiot dying from his fentanyl overdose, like. When he had COVID, he wasn't fat. to be fair, he was in pretty good shape. The only dude to die with COVID that didn't die of COVID, George, oh, yeah. George Floyd. George Floyd's the only guy who had COVID that died, <laughs> but he was not marked down for COVID death. It was a cop murder. <laughs> it's incredible, man. Yeah, he did have COVID. He had COVID and fentanyl in his system, but he died from Chauvin. It's, it's absolutely absurd to even. But fine, we'll give you Chauvin, right? Take him. But the other cops, that is a tragedy, and that right there is why here we are two years later, three years later, and nobody wants to be a cop in any major liberally run city. You do not have the benefit of the doubt. You do not have the support of your elected officials or your community. Then this lady was just uh, in Chicago talking about how she got mugged. I don't even remember hearing about it. I guess it was a couple months ago because she like just got out of the hospital and she was saying how the worst part was all the people around her and nobody did anything while this man just beat the shit out of her. Wow, right? man. Nobody stepped in. And, and all I could think is, is nobody is nobody going to mention the poor Marine who's who's waiting for his trial in wow. New York City? Wow. Yes. Is nobody wow. even going to mention Daniel that? Penny. Daniel Penny. Is nobody even going to... I forgot his name. Yeah, Daniel. Is anybody going to mention the fact that this Marine was a hero? He actually saw the same thing, stepped up, prevented the violent beating, and now he's probably going to go to jail? Yeah. Or prison? For a long time. By a jury of his peers who wanted to support the Michael Jackson impersonator. <laughs> no, just a poor impersonator. <laughs> Not right? the Marine, who you are correct... <laughs> Instead of allowing someone to get beaten or sexually assaulted, he stopped it from happening, but he has to go to prison now. Oh, he's the devil. Great call, dude, and that's why now we have a society where if you're getting beaten, well, I'm not going to stop that guy from beating you because now I'm going to go to prison. Because I was thinking about it, too, when I was watching them play the video, and it's like this, it's this black guy beating the shit out of this white girl, and it's like, I don't want to, I'm, what if I step in? What the, yo, what the fuck you doing? I fight this guy, and then it turns out that's his wife. And then you're just the racist. You just, you know what I mean? You well, assumed but, the... Yeah, but no, I mean, even if it's your wife, uh, you know, you, you blasting some fisticuffs on your wife, no matter your race, I think somebody should step in, you know, or stop. I no, mean, I don't no, know. Fuck that, dude. Never, never step. I, I'm at that point now. I live in Chicago. You people get what you voted for. I'm not helping nobody. I'm that monkey, man. I see nothing. I hear nothing. Yes, see no evil, hear no evil, good call, dude, and that's the unfortunate fate of these cities now with the defunding of the police, and you are correct, sir, I totally forgot about that poor Marine, Daniel Penny over there in New York, rotting away in a cell because he saved people from getting harassed and accosted uh, by that tragically poor young man <laughs> that Miss, Michael Jackson misguided. Michael Jackson impersonator the way Amy he Goodman his, he found his true calling on the streets of New York impersonating Michael Jackson she, Amy Goodman was, I forgot the guy's name thankfully but he, she would always describe him as a man who loved impersonating Michael Jackson on the subways of New York <laughs> 
Like that was his passion for life to impersonate <laughs> Michael Jackson. No, the dude was homeless. He's trying to make some drug money, man. That's what yeah. he's doing. A homeless drug addict. The drugs warped his brain. Oh, dude, great call. That just floored my mind. That's why you are not getting any kind of uh, vigilantism or anybody stepping up and being a, a, a chivalrous uh, in the situation or in the moment, stopping somebody from, uh, you know, you know, doing something violent to another bystander. No, we're just going to put our blinders on and keep on walking because if we even try to attempt some sort of intervention, we could be rotting in a cell just like Daniel Penny, the ex-Marine. I mean, and, and it's even worse that I could be facing worse charges than the assaulter. Yes. Yeah, good you call, know? dude. Absolutely. Like, I could find <laughs> myself in a situation where I'm the only one going to prison, you know? Yeah, that is wild stuff, honestly. I, I don't, that's, yeah, you don't want to help anybody. And, uh, <laughs> well, New York is a crazy place these days. Uh, and also, I mean, it's pretty vacant at this point, too. That's what I've been hearing. <laughs> so, like, it's basically just criminals and homeless roaming around at this point. And immigrants. And migrants. <laughs> which Eric yeah. Eric Adams can't seem to find any room for. <laughs> right? He's got all these migrants. We have no more room in the city. Yeah, there's no vacancy, man. We got nowhere to put them. Even Nona loves it, man. She just dies laughing. Talking. She like can't even finish talking about him when she brings up uh, him crying about the immigrants in, in New York. Dude, that video, I mean, we went over it, but when you really think about this guy, like, have you not seen footage of yourself talking about how you're a sanctuary city and you're welcoming all these migrants <laughs> to New York? You did it, like, not even half a year ago, my man. Like you were all in on the yeah. migrants, and now you're saying there's a it's overwhelming, and New York is going to be destroyed, and it's the end of New York City. Well, congratulations, Eric Adams. Your name as mayor will be tied historically to the end of New York City. You ruined <laughs> New York City. Did you see the uh, the news out of Chicago? I did not actually. $540 million shortfall in our uh, budget. And so I, short $500 million. As far as revenue and making money. Yeah, yeah so we're short $500 million of what we're going to need. And they're saying uh, we're short $500 because $200 million is the uh, immigrant. Wow. Yeah, but what happened to the other $300 million? <laughs> That's right, too. <laughs> you know? These cities are in rough places, man. Who? What major company is bidding to move to Chicago right now? Well, that's what it is. The whole system, especially places like New York and Chicago, where it's all corruption. It's all corruption. And it, the only way it continues to exist is if people keep moving in and the tax base has to keep growing. It's like a Ponzi scheme, right? It is. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and then the minute you stop getting people on the bottom feeding in, that's it. You know, and that's what you're seeing now is you're having population laws, and we just do not have, we're not, we don't have the tools, and nobody even really would know how 
to actually make Chicago like an actually functional, fiscally responsible city. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the corruption's too thick. It's too deep seated within the culture of the system there that there's no way you could eradicate how the money is just squandered and people line their pockets, the aldermans and everything. Like, it's just, uh, there's too oh, many. The aldermans, like, such a scam. There's too I mean, many dude, wheels to grease po- there. There was a point there where Lori Lightfoot declared that uh, they weren't getting enough done to protect Chicagoans during the COVID. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, man. So she just gave herself, she just gave herself the authority to skip, to skip everybody else in the city, all, all every, uh, any any checks and balances, and she just gave herself full authority to give any contract up to a million dollars. Oh, perfect! To, yeah, to protect us from COVID. That's and right, she man. She used that to give out <laughs> contracts like landscaping. Excellent. <laughs> and cleaning buildings. That's just like what Jared Polis did here in Colorado. Uh, let's bring in black people. We'll give you ten thousand dollars to open a dispensary, even you know in a market that's totally overflooded with dispensaries. Come on over. We'll give you some money. Open it up. We'll give you ten thousand dollars, and then the license is going to cost you about two fifty. Yeah, well, 000. starting a dispensary costs like a million dollars, essentially. Minimum. And yeah. uh, you know, in a market that's oversaturated and everything's closing down, it's not a good time to be opening up anything in Colorado, Denver, especially. This place is—it's uh, a horrible place to start your business. The taxation, the regulations for green energy protocols on top of the you have to pay your minimum wage employees $18 an hour with full health benefits. Like, uh, get the fuck out of here. Who's going to I'm not going to open a business here. That's impossible. That's an impossible and, start. And that's the death spiral. Now you have to tax the people more who are working in your city. Yeah, they're looking around like, what am I paying for? You're just giving my money to the you're, you're making the city shittier. You're just giving my money to the shitty people who don't do anything. They contribute nothing. Yes, exactly, man. They're the ones bringing down the city. That's why I can't get anywhere. But every fucking street has potholes, and everything's under construction. I can't even move. Seems like we're just uh, hyper-focused on the wrong things culturally, especially in these major liberal cities. Denver, Chicago, anything in California, that state is lost as a whole. New York, uh, and especially New York, man, they're constantly uh, just bending to the whim of all these liberal agendas, and that's why you have these clowns walking around shutting down business. Here in New York, hundreds of climate activists... Oh, sorry, I know. Uh, I hope you guys have a little bottle of water there. It's going to be a little thirsty really quick. This <laughs> blocked the entrances to Citibank's headquarters in Manhattan Thursday. Don't worry, the array of water absorption Amy were- Goodman has, I swear to God, we could melt half the ice caps and we'd still be... <laughs> I think we should send her over to Libya. And just soak up some of the ground there. Save some of the people. Just, just drop her off. Tell her to start talking. Don't worry, Libyans. We're sending Amy Goodman. She'll soak up all the water. Look like that scene in X-Men when she stops the dam. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we laugh because it's the uh, only thing you could do in tragedies like Libya. That was like 10,000 plus, I think. They're, they're saying up, Juice, gonna get 20, up, 000, it's going to get up to 20 Gs, absolutely. It happened while they were asleep. Dude, why would you live in a mud hut? Uh, it's easy for me to say. But man, you never want to live downriver of a dam. But these are people who had no choice, man. That's what I mean, yeah. It's easy for me to say, but... Yeah, and damn, dude, that's crazy. It's just, it just washed away buildings like faster than... Just in a blink of an eye, gone. 
while and you're sleeping. That's a tragedy that just has unfolded throughout time for humanity. It always occurs. Just something cracks, something breaks on these dams, and the, it breaks, and you know it washes away the populace. It's happened a lot of times. It's almost like you could never control Mother Nature. You might be able to temporarily. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? It really yeah. too. Uh, we put too much faith in science. Good call. Good call. And every, about that God factor. Every once in a while, you need an act of God to put you in your place, I guess, or remind you of the realities of our world. Uh, God always has a say. Yes, <laughs> sir. So uh, uh, I love this climate change bit from Amy Goodman. Um, it's very stupid, but they have to tie every tragedy into climate change. Here in New York, hundreds of climate activists blocked the entrances to Citibank's headquarters in Manhattan Thursday. At least 25 protesters were arrested. Democracy Now! spoke to organizers. Hey, don't Alec- even arrest these guys. Props to you. You stayed out of the streets. I like this. Yes. Protest the headquarters. This is what those we've guys. been talking about. Yes, yeah, stop yeah, gluing I mean, those, your hands Those guys the road. in suits, they literally lose nothing if they're late for work. Exactly. I get paid by the hour. Don't stop me. Oh, I'm all you know? f- that we've talked about this before. Go to these main headquarters and fuck with the elites, dude. Stop fucking with the average guy just trying yes. to get to his nine to five, man. You know, go into their parking garages, find a seven series, and glue your hands to it. Or That'll fucking make a statement. Do something that decommissions their Tesla charging devices. You know, like do something. You know what I'm saying? Like really. Oh, fuck Frank, with these, these are dudes. oil execs. They don't drive Tesla. Yeah, you're right. They're driving uh, gas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we all get know that seven series. Mike, come on. Everybody knows. No gas, no ass, baby. That's how it works in this world. <laughs> come on, man. hey Yeah! And after he was released from police custody. Just this week, um, there are thousands, potentially tens of thousands of people that have died in Libya from extreme flooding that is being driven by the climate crisis. Uh, and course. the climate crisis we know is being driven by the hmm. fossil fuel industry. It has nothing to do with the fact that this dam was built in a third world country. That's what I'm yeah. saying. His, or the fact that we actually staged a coup d'etat in Libya about 20 years ago or 15 years ago. I'm sorry, 10 years ago during the uh, Obama administration, if I'm not correct. We took out Gaddafi. And uh, after that, their infrastructure has completely crumbled and the, com- and the country has just been in total disarray since that coup d'etat, since we destabilized th- the country. And with the destabilization of a country comes the destruction of the infrastructure. And here we are, and this is the direct result of taking out the leadership. Frank, did you hear yourself there? How am I going to win an election off of that? Right? <laughs> Haven't you heard about the climate monster? <laughs> That's an election winner, baby. <laughs> We're dealing with stupid Americans. Come on. You know, we, there was, I'm pretty sure, right? Wasn't it 2014, 2013 we took out Gaddafi? When was Gaddafi? And it was right after he announced he was going to unify Africa behind a gold-backed <laughs> monetary system. And 2011. We, and we decided, nope, we're just going to take him out, stage a coup, uh, bring in our own leaders. We're going to destabilize the country. Ten years later, it's ripe with con- uh, you know, uh, corruption, and uh, nobody that's in power has done anything to improve the infrastructure. And here we are. You get a little heavy rain, and nobody's fixing the dams or checking on any issues, and you have a catastrophic flooding, and tens, maybe 20,000 people died. It's, nobody wants to believe it's the same thing with like the old Soviet countries. Yeah. Nobody wants to nobody understands the fact that some of these countries 
the only new, quote-unquote, new buildings they have were left over from the Soviet area. Like, nothing's been built since, right? So they're looking at their town. The only bridge that's ever been built in their area was built by the Soviets in the 60s, and they're looking at it like, well, so, you know, Russia's not that bad. It's better than anything we've gotten since. (laughs) That's right, man. It's it's a rough scene and it's a total epic tragedy, but it, it's it is no doubt uh, based upon human error and one hundred percent. You know the fact that it's just been ignored. It's in when you ignore infrastructure, it breaks down. And you know why we have proof of that in the modern era? Take a look at two thousand four with Hurricane Katrina and what happened in New Orleans. New Orleans. I look at that building that collapsed in Florida, or that mysterious Building Seven that just collapsed on its own on nine eleven. <laughs> Right across the street. <laughs> or the Maui fires. Dude, have you been seeing the shit on the Maui fires? Dude, I'm always down to go further down the rabbit Bro. hole of Maui. Give it to me, man. I'm all Bro, for it. I love it. did you see the melted car? Just tell me about the melted car. Yo, so this guy, I don't know how real this is, but it was this video going around, and uh, this guy is showing this car that's, dude, the glass melted. Yes, right? I've seen this. The windshield melted. The windshield melted, and the aluminum is just, it's all like when you superheat it. it you could just brittily break it, you know what I mean? And yes, that's, that's, that's right. normal, okay, it was in the super hot fire, obviously, right? But then like three feet away from the car, not three feet, it's like ten feet away from the car, there's just perfect grass. Like, what like, is that? And it's not even like green grass, it's like dry grass that should have definitely been burned. Then what happened here? Like, what can we possibly realistically... Oh, directed energy beam, for sure. Well, I Come can't on, believe you're man. there. I said this the first day it happened, and I can't you're believe right. here you are, like, oh, man. Because I still think that something exploded, and it, the way, like, it, it was some sort of energy, you know, something they were playing with. It was a directed energy beam, for sure. Like yeah. a giant laser thing that just started this fire, and... uh we all had it wrong, man. It wasn't the Jews that are controlling these uh, space lasers. Oh, no. Thing. It's Oprah. Oh, I knew it! <laughs> oh, my God! I was to the her, Stedman. <laughs> You're psycho. I was just about to say, I never trusted that Stedman character. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Stedman is a Jew. No, it's oh, all coming together. It all makes sense. He's got to be a Jew, right? I don't know. Uh, he's black. <laughs> 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 Is he? Isn't he? <laughs> I thought he was white. I don't, I don't know. If if you tell me Stedman's white and you prove it to be true, uh, I'm yeah, gonna... he's like a white Jew. Oh, he's tan. I don't know what he is. Is he tan? I don't know. I f- thought he was a uh, you know. I don't know. I didn't think Oprah mingled <laughs> with the other side. You know what I'm saying? I thought Oprah was. What do you mean? Well, Oprah's big on the roots. Like she's big on coming from slavery and you know being an OG. Kind of African American. Oh kinda, yeah, yeah, he know. is black. Okay, yeah, I'm wrong. I, I, I just, I just opposited uh, Joe Fiction. Yeah, I didn't see. Okay, I, I couldn't envision Oprah swinging to the other side like, uh, you know, other others do. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. She's to me. She strikes me as a. Uh, uh, I, I am sticking to my culture. He's big guy, six seven. Stedman, Damn. really? So you think in like the black culture, six seven is equivalent to the white five seven? Oh, maybe yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. It's just a foot taller. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's a good call. I think you're onto something. 
The six seven is the power height of the black culture, whereas oh, five seven culture. of the whites that's the that's the power height. Oh, if your people are up in the mountains of Europe, five seven. That's right, man. Your optimum. But if you're running in the plains of Africa, six seven. Yeah, you got that reach. The the you got land. the you got the leg length. You probably have the hops. You know. To... Plus, you could see. You can see a little further down the road, no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> He's oh, a funny man. looking guy, dude. He's got like kind of a Harvey Weinstein mustache going on. Stedman there. rocks the push broom uh, Flanders mustache. One of my favorite yeah. mustaches. Nobody, you know, you have to be uh, pushing a lot of robusto hair follicles through that underbrush zone between the nose and the lips, man. Like, in order to have the, uh, you know, that style mustache, like that's a thick zone of hair. Yeah, it is, huh? So it that must be genetic for some people, like Ron Swanson, right? Like that's that kind of stash with that kind of volume. I, I feel like um you need a certain level of testosterone to be pushing that kind of stuff through. For sure. <laughs> for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. I I imagine some element of gigantic balls go with the uh the push broom <laughs> mustache. Huge watermelon sized testicles. I gotta tell you, man, I've been trying to look it up. I mean, he nowhere does this. He's not husband. It's partner. Yeah, long-term no, it's partner very Oprah, mysterious. So. Very mysterious yeah, relationship right. there with the Oprah and the Stedman. Um, I don't even know. Do they live together there in their house uh, with no neighbors in Lahaina now? I imagine. Uh, I don't know. It is uh, so uh, weird that Oprah's house, nothing twice. got touched. But everything around her just burned to the ground, man. And this is two times that happened with property she's owned and then wanted to expand. Yes. And, like, the thing with Lahaina is, like, the water was turned off to the fire hydrants. That's right, man. Come on. Yeah, like, when do they do that ever? Ever. For any reason. What would be the reason? (laughs) The only reason for doing that would be if, uh... The villain, the Scarecrow, and Batman were battling it out, and the Scarecrow had some device that was going to turn all the water into steam, right? And, like, spread this virus. That's the only reason I could see you shutting off the water to stop the Scarecrow from sending the virus that kills us all. You know what I'm saying? I got to tell you, man, I've been going down the Batman rabbit hole. I had to, I started off Batman, Michael Oh, Keaton. you're going OG? To st- I'll, I'll follow you on this path, man. I got nothing Dude, to watch. Hell yeah. And I just saw they're all on Netflix. Oh, I'm in. I'm in like Flint. Absolutely. So, dude, I just did uh, Batman, and then now I got distracted by Band of Brothers. I can't watch even a preview of it without just like, all right, I'm in. Got to watch the series. That's it. Yeah, you can't turn it Such down. Such a good series. Band of Brothers, they but, don't. Uh, <laughs> That's right, dude. But I did the Batman. God, I'm not joking. I'm a... It's got to be the best Batman ever. Batman won. The original with Jack Nicholson and Michael Keaton is the best Batman. I've said this over and over again. Nothing yes. tops it, dude. Start to finish. It has what's beauty is the aesthetic behind it. Like Tim Burton nails it. Have he it's does very the, comic book like. He's like, got they the really kept yes. it like the comic. Well, the, I think that's the best Joker. Come on. Yes, dude. Jack Nicholson nails it, but it's got the film noir element where it's like somewhere between the future and the past, and you just can't tell which you know where it is. Yeah, good call. Like, it's either taking place in the 80s or in the 50s, and it's somewhere in this world that they both exist simultaneously almost. And do you know what I think I nailed about why Michael Keaton makes a good Batman? He's 5'7". Because... Is he? I don't know. I think that's, that's too short for Batman, I think. <laughs> 
Uh, five nine. I yeah, we it. covered it. Yeah, that's right. Not that great. <laughs> but uh, because because like uh, he. D- you do kind of believe he was he is like that billionaire son, right? Yeah. And the whole man. point of Batman is you're supposed to be like, no way could that guy ever be Batman. Yes. You know what I mean? And so that's why he did it so good. When you see uh you know, like Val Kilmer got super jacked for the role and everything, it's like, okay, but it's supposed to almost be unbelievable, you know? Well, that's why George Clooney didn't work like <laughs> George Clooney, come on, dude. You would be Batman, man. Like, right. when I look at you, I'm like, dude, are you Batman? Just tell me now. I'm, I'm looking at you. You gotta be Batman, dude. <laughs> You're rich. You got that hair. You've looked this way your whole life. You're fucking Batman. I know you are. It was too obvious, right? Too yeah, like, the Michael obvious. Keaton was really, like, a no way. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Like, even the new one, the Batman, this guy's, like, five, he's literally, like, Superman. He's, like, six seven, fucking super jagged model, and, like, Oh, no, you're Batman? Oh, God. Yes, the, this is why we need the new Batman to be like, you know, uh, who's that midget that couldn't be in Seven Dwarves because he uh, made us think about it? What's his name? <laughs> Dinklage? Yeah, we should get Dinklage out there as the next Batman, dude. Nobody would see that coming, man. <laughs> yeah, but even like 5'9 is the average height. Michael Keaton was like the perfect Batman. Yeah, because like, he's average. You wouldn't, yes, exactly. Well, that's why I like many... Batman, we gotta we gotta go down the route. This uh, reminds me of how I never saw the mini aliens coming when we were talking about those the reveal of those mini aliens in Mexico. Oh, like I, I never can't stop thinking about that. Never man. in my wildest. Like, <laughs> what if there's like really tiny aliens yes, like floating a whole... around that we don't know are there? Dude, like a whole planet of these tiny aliens, man. Like what? What if they're like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna like they keep attacking. Or, we're gonna attack Chicago again, and we all just have allergy attacks. <laughs> Like we think it's like, oh, the tree pollen is really striking today, but really it's like their air force, you know, <laughs> where everybody's got the like a bunch of sneezing going on. Like, oh man, something's in the air here. This is crazy. Something We're just actually under pollen, <laughs> microscopic aliens. We're under attack from another planet. <laughs> They're just tiny. <laughs> like when you first said tiny, like this could go so many. Okay, are you talking? If you go, like, microscopic tiny... You could. You could go really small. But you know what I was kind of thinking? My favorite part about Men in Black are those uh, aliens who hang out in the lobby smoking cigarettes and eating donuts all day long. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) and they're, like, tiny guys. They're, like, a foot tall. And the idea of, you know, a whole race of aliens living on this planet that are, like, sophisticated (laughs) enough to, like, have these little machines and fly interdimensionally, like, that's... That's really oh, funny. That would be the best. They get here, they're so small, they realize they can't put up a fight, so they just start smoking cigarettes, chilling <laughs> just with us. Assimilate and hang out. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to conquer. You guys are so fun to hang out with. <laughs> we love Vegas. It's a great time. <laughs> I think aliens would love Vegas. Vegas is so wacky, dude. That's a place where aliens would show up and be like, all right, Let's hang out. This is our place. Ah, uh, maybe. You think so? I think there's already aliens there, man. People are freaking weird over there. They're, we have That's to, where you could hide out, right? Like we, have to, we have to have aliens amongst us. It's either one or the other. It's either there are no aliens at all, or they're already here amongst us currently. Mm, I think there's no aliens. You think there's no aliens? I don't know, man. None? I don't know. I think we're the aliens. Could be. Well, I'm excited to see the tiny ones come and invade us. (laughs) 
I like the idea of tiny aliens, man. This needs to be more of a thing. Like, there's a comedy movie right there. You got this whole force, like, you could show the whole alien force preparing for battle, and they lightning, like, hyperspeed out of their planet into Earth, and they fly <laughs> in to attack it, and they get down to, like, Washington, D.C., and they realize they're the size of birds. <laughs> right? 